Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Martin Luther King Day, everybody. It's me, House of Wrestling's Nick Hausman, here with a rumor and innuendo, Big Little Brawlers special. If you've been tuning into the show for the last couple weeks, as I'm sure you have been doing very, very diligently, we go live at noon Eastern, Monday through Friday on X and YouTube, for those of you that are interested, before we hit the podcast waves, which is where you're very likely listening to this special right now. Well, last Friday... Uh, or I guess two Fridays ago by the time you're listening to this, we welcomed on Ivar the Micro from Big Little Brawlers, and then this past week on Wednesday, we welcomed Pinky and Psycho. Now, I know a lot of you love hearing Robert and I talk all the news from around the world of professional wrestling, and you may not have caught these interviews. So here today on Martin Luther King Day, as Robert and I are off uh, doing whatever it is that we're doing, I have no idea, the entire city of Chicago is very likely under a big layer of snow by the time you're listening to this right now. Uh, we wanted to bring you these interviews and just remind you that Big Little Brawlers comes out every Tuesday night, 10, 9 central on Discovery. We have absolutely loved talking to members of the cast. We think it's a great show. We highly recommend you check it out. We want to thank everybody from Warner Brothers Discovery uh, for setting up these interviews. And if you like the show, you like these interviews, you like all the news we talk about, uh, definitely show us your support in a couple ways. Uh, first of all, you can go over to any podcast platform that you like, leave a nice review, a nice rating, nice comment. All that stuff is always appreciated. We read reviews every Friday on the show, fun Friday on the show. But also you can support our brand new sponsor, Blue Chew. Head over to bluechew.com, uh, get your motor going. Uh, you know what we're talking about here, right? You're going to get that package right in the mail, the package for your package in the mail, Right, and, and you're going to get it for free because if you use the promo code RUMOR, R-U-M-O-R, when you go to BlueChew.com, you're going to get that first month of Blue Chew free. That's right. BlueChew.com, use the promo code RUMOR. You're going to get the first month free. Only a $5 shipping fee will be added to that first month free. But other than that, you're going to get it. I have so many friends that use Blue Chew. 
absolutely love it. Wonderful way to spend your time with your significant other using Blue Chew right there. All right, without further ado, thank you so much for tuning in today to this very special special. And here he is, Ivar the Micro. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How's it going? The voice of micro wrestling. <laughs> Ivar, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Thank you for having me. Uh, Robert, you look like you wanted to say something. I didn't know if you wanted to start or not. You like lean forward. No, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm letting you lead, Nick. Uh, okay, great. Great. Well, then I'll kick this off here. Ivar, we're very excited to have you here today. Robert and I have both had a chance to watch the screener for episode one. Uh, one of the things that we noticed immediately here about the series that's really kind of different than kind of some of the other series we've seen about pro wrestling recently, like Wrestlers uh, or Monster Factory, is there's a little bit lighter tone, I feel like, with this. It's a little bit more playful than some of the other pro wrestling docu-series. So I just wanted you to kind of talk to us a little bit about, you know, what fans can expect from the show and, like, what you're hoping that they take away from it. So my hope that everybody takes away from this show is an inspiring piece. And as far as what these little people have to do every single day of their life. So people don't know this about micro wrestling. There's two groups that tour the United States. There's Micro 1 and Micro 2, T-O-O. There's 550 shows a year between two groups. Now, we have two able-bodied tall people that are on each team, right, that do the training, help with the training, help with the driving of the bus, uh, help with the setup. But these little people, four foot seven guys, are carrying poles and posts every day, putting the structure together every day, for the fans that come out by the thousands, um, and it's just because they love entertaining people. We also tear the ring down every single night. If we have a 9 o'clock show, we're lucky to get back to the hotel by 1 in the morning. Uh, that's the life. And then we get up in the morning, right, at 11 o'clock checkout, and sometimes 10, and you have a four-hour drive, and you got to be. So if your show's at 8, you have to have the ring set up by 5.30, which means that the doors open at 7.00. So it's, it, it goes, and it just doesn't stop. We love it, but it's a lot of work, and I'm hoping that this television show puts a spotlight on what we really do because some people come to Little People Wrestling, and it's a, it's a laughing stock. I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes it's a, uh, oh, they're little, so, you know, that's cute, right? But these guys actually go. These guys are really good wrestlers. These guys sometimes put the guys on TV to shame. And I, I can sit here and say that. Now, the big reason why our company has been the number one, the big reason is the wrestling. The reason the wrestling is so good 
is because our trainer that we just hired is Cody Cody Hawk. Cody Hawk has put L.A. Knight, John Moxley, Sammy Callahan, and many many more on television. That's our trainer. <laughs> so that was well, one of the big takeaways I had from this from the beginning and watching the show is because. Yes, you can have a, a wrestling card where you have one little person match on there as a novelty when the entire show is nothing but performers who are, who are little people. It needs to be a high-quality wrestling show. And in watching how hard you guys are training, it felt comparable to stuff I saw when I was at WWE or MLW. You guys are working through those matches. They are they are really well laid out. There's, they're invested in the characters. Uh, from From your perspective you know, what does that feel like to, to see those shows get put together? Uh, so to be honest, I was so happy you asked that question. Cause that is the most rewarding thing. See, I was a diehard and I still am. I'm a diehard fan. I could see these tours happening. Right. And I could see the same match in the, in the same week. And I will call it the same way. Like, you know what I mean? Because I love wrestling so much and it's a fresh match to me every time. And that's how I call it every time. Even if I've seen the match before, you know, the fans that are there live have it. And I call it the same way, breathe life to it the same way. But my favorite thing about this company, the most rewarding thing is watching the training happen before the night and watching the buildup and the progression, seeing somebody new like Micro Suave, who's really timid at first, grabbing the mic like this almost holding it like this, right? And he's like, I'm micro suave. I, you know, and there he's getting booed out of the building and he's not doing a good job at first. But then watching every night, every night, it gets more and more confident. And all of a sudden, I'm micro suave and you're going to hear what I have to say. You know, and you watch that confidence just sort of, you know what I mean? And progress. And that's the best part of this whole thing is watching these superstars and their rise to where they are you know we have really we have the best talent i think i i love the superstars we have here i love them they're great well and and one thing i wanted to ask you ivar is you said that you are the voice of uh mwf here right and that is for a reason you know as you know at least detailed in the first episode that we were allowed to see you suffer from brittle bone disease and the way you even described it in the the first episode was like you could possibly break a bone even walking across the street. Now, the big tease here is that you want to have a pro wrestling match. That seems absolutely insane, Ivar. So talk a little bit about, put people in your head, Ivar. Why is it that you want to put yourself in this position? Um, so I know that, and this is sad to say, but it's a reality. I know that my time, regardless of, you know, whatever happens, I know my physical body and my stature, I will not be able to run around the ring and do this concert like I do in the ring every night. I know my body's on a ticking time bomb. I know that I'm in the best shape of my life. Uh, and I know that it's very scary. It doesn't make sense to anybody else in my life. I had to battle with my wife on it. I've had to battle with my dad on it. I've had to battle with my whole family on the training and everything else. And I'm trying my best to get in the best shape I could be in. Uh, and I know it's crazy to other people, but this is something that I've been a fan of wrestling since I was five. It's been my dream. I'm not going to be in the in better shape than I am right now. Uh, I hate to say it, but it's only downhill from here with my body. Uh, they said I would make it to five years old, and I'm 30 years old. They said I would never walk. I didn't walk until I was 15 years old. So uh, 
It's been all challenging my whole life. I hurt every day. Uh, there's nobody that's ever going to understand how bad I hurt. But when the adrenaline hits and my music gets you know, played, I come alive. And those fans give me a reason to push through the pain. I mean, that is one of the most startling things in watching the show because I feel like you are, in a lot of ways, the emotional heart of this program is is watching your journey. And it's it's most visible. There's a shot, there's a still photo of you and you met The Rock when you were little and you're in a full wheelchair and then you see you in the ring dancing around, bouncing, you know, like a pinball. And it's really incredible to see. So, you know, I think the, the, two, the two things I have from there is, is one – what started you physically feeling like, you know what, I want to start at least training, getting myself in shape, not just to wrestle, but just to be able to strengthen yourself. And then separately, since there was a picture of The Rock and we talk a lot of modern stuff, what did you think of seeing The Rock back on Raw Monday night? So to answer your first question, uh, I started training when I was in my teenage years, like as far as working out. And I was big. I was like 85 pounds at my, my heaviest and for three foot four, you know, or 90 pounds. That's a lot of weight when you're – I was like a Oompa Loompa. Like that's the best way to describe me. I was like a human bowling ball. And I dropped it. I dropped 22 pounds, you know, to get to the point where I could stand up and my legs could support my body weight. Um, I have to use KT tape on my knees every single night to make my body feel like it's one cohesive unit. Uh, the way I describe it to fans is I'm like Mr. Potato Head. I got to be put together every single night. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Mr. Potato, I can be put together every night so that I can do what I need to do in the ring so I can give them a good show. You know, I start the show, I'm the MC, and then I go into the intros. If we don't have enough wrestlers. I run around the ring and I do intros. And then I'm the first one out there to get, uh, do a concert, 13 minute concert, three song. And then after that, I go to the MC table on the side and I announce the entire night. And then I wrap up the entire show and do all the photographs and pictures at the end. As far as I give you, ladies and gentlemen, the micro wrestlers, and I list them by name. I do all the closing stuff. I I start to finish on the show, and it's it's a lot of walking. That's the physical part of it, and uh, the hardest part for me is the walking. But like you touched on, I've been a fan my whole life. Uh, the Rock, you know, was my end all be all. To see him back, I was was loving it he's he hasn't missed a step you know he's the rock and uh actually sting was my favorite but the rock is my number two the reason i didn't meet no. No. sorry the reason the last thing is the reason i didn't meet sting for my make-a-wish instead of the rock was because sting wasn't an active wrestler at the time so sting would have just been a handshake and that would have been it the rock was smackdown meet and greet everything so mm -hmm. uh I wanted to ask, you bring up Sting. Now, Sting is obviously currently contracted to All Elite Wrestling, which also airs on a Warner Brothers Discovery platform, TBS TNT. Now, you guys are all now in this fun little umbrella. Now, I don't know how closely you follow pro wrestling news, Ivar, but I broke this news uh, about a month ago, or maybe a little less than a month ago, that if WWE does wind up on TBS TNT, there's rumors that AEW could then find its way shifted over to Discovery. Now, I, you guys seem like the perfect kind of bumper content for an AEW programming. I could see, like, cross-promotion between the two uh, entities. 
Talk to us a little bit about that AEW relationship and if we can expect to see anything, I guess, between the two shows. Uh, hearing you say all that almost made me tear up. It's still like a dream come true. Um, I can't believe it. You know, I, I've got to call. I work for World League Wrestling, ran by Harley Race before this. I got to call Nick Aldis. I got to call Matt Seidel. I got to call Scott Steiner. Uh, if that were to happen with Discovery Channel, that'd be a dream come true. I would love nothing more than to call matches for AEW. I mean, I'm a, not opposed to anything. This has been my dream. Uh, I've been fighting my whole life to get to the, this point. And now I get to sing and I get to do wrestling every night. I get to call wrestling and sing every night. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a dream job. And if that were to happen and Discovery Channel picks up AEW, oh my gosh, I, I can't even tell you what emotions I'd be feeling. I mean, it's it, to be on this spectacle with this TV show is a dream come true for all of us. I mean, no job has ever put any of us on the pedestal. I've had to work Target, Best Buy, and jobs that they don't hire you in the name of safety, you know, because you're little. They don't hire you because you're little. And this is the only job that puts little people on a pedestal. This is the only job that makes being disabled something that you could look up to in a society that kind of looks down on people like us. So that, yeah, that's another huge takeaway from the show is this is not being played. You know, you said some people can look at it as a joke. This is not played as a joke at all. And you guys all look like major superstars. The audience that's there is really into it. They're really excited. And the matches, the clips that you see, these look like things you would see on Monday night or Wednesday night. I'm curious with your role as a commentator, who is it that you're studying, emulating? Who is it that that's been an inspiration to you in terms of your style? Um, for me, Tony Schiavone is a big one. Cause that's where I started was WCW watching WCW. Um, I take a lot from Chris Jericho because I throw a lot of jokes. See the thing about calling these matches in micro wrestling is you have to break that mold. Everybody comes in. Some people have a phobia of little people. Some people are timid of little people when they come in. Like they want to come to the wrestling. They're excited about it. But now they sat down and there's little people walking around them. They're like a little, you know, a little, uh, you know. Sometimes they're, they're like that. And it's almost like you have to make them okay to cheer. Like you have to make them feel like they're, it's okay to laugh and joke and cheer. And the way I do that is early on the night, I crack a joke that makes them like, I make fun of my own size, right? Uh, reverse Irish whip, big kick to the face, that size two, right to the skull. You could buy those shoes at Build-A-Bear, tell them Ivar sent you, you know, and um, stuff like that. You kind of give them a little, and then they make it, it makes it okay to laugh, right? It makes it okay. And then like, now everybody's laughing, their guard is down. And now they can have a good time. It sets the tempo. If you do those jokes early, it sets the tempo and they're louder through the whole night because they're not timid about you being a little person. And you do um, very quickly forget that you're watching little people wrestling because they just become outsized characters. And I'm more invested in the gimmicks and the 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 buildup, at least in the first episode, when you guys tune in and watch it, there's drama between the two top stars. And it's like, you know what? I want to see these guys wrestle based solely on what I'm watching on this show. Yep. Uh, these guys are larger than life personalities. Uh, they are sometimes I think some of these guys are bigger stars than you'll see on WWE or AEW. These guys, some of these guys have been wrestling for 20 years. Uh, they I mean, they have given their life. 
and we do 550 shows, unlike any other little person wrestling organization on the planet. So there's birthdays, anniversaries, weddings. You miss everything at this job, but it's what you sacrifice to make it. Now we're on Discovery Channel, but it was a grind to get here. We had to we had to give all of our life for three years, you know, basically to get to this point. And these guys are not a joke. I mean, they come for the little people. They stay for the wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, last question here, because I know we're at time. Uh, obviously, and by the way, Ivar, over-delivered as a guest. You were fantastic here. I have to call out a few things here. Mike Malero in our comments section saying you're a badass, nothing but respect. We got Talking Twins MLB podcast. Ivar's been a great guest. Awesome spotlight. Now, obviously, the most, uh, I would say, prominent uh, little person wrestler here in the past many decades is uh, Dylan Postle, better known as Hornswoggle in WWE. Now, Dylan has outspokenly embraced another word for, for the style of wrestling that you guys do. And, you know, it's been very controversial. It points the way he's kind of embraced that, I know, in the community. I just wanted to know your opinions on just kind of his stance uh, on that particular issue. I didn't – I actually didn't see – what did he say to it? I didn't see – he uses the uh, he doesn't say little people he uses the M word to describe the wrestling and he's very he embraces that he thinks that's the word you should use to describe this style of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's. Oh, yep. So there's two different things on that. Some people like that word. Some people don't. Um, I I don't know. He he he's putting us on the map. It sounds like as far as what he thinks he thinks we're doing a great job. And so I appreciate that. I never got to work with him or meet him or anything like that, but uh, I don't know exactly the words he used for this company, but I hope it was good because it, the, wasn't, uh, talking about, it wasn't specifically talking about your company, to be fair. It was, oh, it was okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause he, I mean, I watched him when he was on WWE. I loved all this stuff. I thought he was hilarious, but his whole gimmick was at the time. It, it is what little people are defined like. It was a laughing stock. He was there to make people laugh, you know, and it was a storyline. He was uh, Vince McMahon's illegitimate son, right? And they did the whole angle on that. And that's kind of how little people were, were portrayed up till history, up till now. I'm hoping that micro wrestling is the first major program to make little people from here to here. You know what I mean? And I'm hoping that it changes the stigma because – I'm watching guys like Hot Rod who are four foot seven doing a shooting star press off the top turnbuckle. How many guys in WWE could do that? A handful, Ricochet, and you know, just a couple of them, right? These guys are good. You watch Little Show, he's been wrestling for 20 years, right? 20 years. This guy could beat anybody that you have on TV and AEW or WWE. I guarantee it. He's that good. He does a kill shot. We holds the guy up like this at four foot seven, holds him there, right? And then flings him forward and slams him. I mean, these guys are good. Really, really talented. They, well, they Ivar, are, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. So the last little takeaway I want to get, because for, for those folks, because um, I, I talked about this with my wife, Nick talked about it with his wife. Not only are you seeing the in-ring stuff, but Ivar, like your your relationship with your wife is part of that show. And you see what your your outside the ring life is like. Number one, I think that's really fantastic. Number two, the fact that your wife caught you at one point trying to work her is one of the funniest things I've seen. Because I'm like, that is that is the wife of someone working in wrestling. 
Yep, yep. She's awesome. She's awesome. She's been the rock, the support. Um, she's definitely on pins and needles on this whole journey. Uh, doesn't want to see me get hurt in any way, shape, or form. And, I mean, my family, it's almost like, you know, trying to pursue this job and the running around the ring with the concert and everything that I do physically every night. It's almost like achieve your dream and ask for forgiveness later. You know what I mean? And it's like, it, it's hard. Your family's watching you. You're hurting every night. You're taping your body up every night. But uh, the support is real. Uh, my wife's support is real. And it's it's been amazing. And without her, I couldn't do the job. Wonderful. Hey, Ivar, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. Again, everybody, go check out Big Little Brawlers. It debuts this Tuesday night on Discovery. 10, 9 Central, uh, over again on Discovery. Ivar, anything else you want to leave everybody with here uh, to check out the show? Well, like Ivar always says, this is Ivar the Micro, the tiniest fox on the planet, the voice of micro wrestling. Nothing's impossible. I'll see you after Moonshiners. Yeah! With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Psycho and Pinky, let's get to it here. What do you guys think about the Tony Khan, Jinder Mahal situation? I think that's what everybody wanted to know from you guys. Um, you know, I've been really focused on this TV show, so I haven't <laughs> been exactly caught up with everything. I was just kidding I, the, 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 By the way, the media training on that, fantastic. I knew Nick was going to ask a stupid question off the bat. Here, here's what I want to say here. So the, the show premiered last night. I think it's fair to say... Uh, we had Ivar on last week. I think Ivar and you guys are really the heart and soul of this show. And I think the the first question I, I wanted to to ask is, do you feel pressure in that you are representing both your community in general and the wrestling industry on this show? And how do you feel that came across on episode one? I, I know that I feel a heavy responsibility. Um, representing our community as well as the wrestling community. And with episode one, I felt it was represented pretty good. I felt good about what we had to say when it came to little people in the wrestling world, but I also felt good on how we looked as wrestlers in the wrestling world. Yeah, I think that was one of the big takeaways I had in watching that first episode is you guys treat wrestling seriously and probably the highest compliment I can give is you almost forget that you're watching micro wrestling and you just feel like you're watching an engaging wrestling show. And I feel like you guys probably work very hard to deliver that in the ring. Definitely do. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you guys have a chance to work with Cody Hawk, uh, who's trained some of the biggest names in all of professional wrestling. Um, 
Pinky, I'll kick to you here since Psycho's been doing most of the heavy lifting, I feel like, so far. Uh, what's it like to get to work with Cody and get the get this hands-on experience from somebody who has, again, brought along people like John Moxley into the business? It's actually a pleasure to be in that ring with Cody. Um, I've known Cody for a really long time. Um, I knew him when I did the independent scene, but I also now have the opportunity to be trained by him. And to have that opportunity is pretty awesome. Like nobody else better for our company other than Cody Hawk. Well, and you talk about your time on the independence before this, you know, you guys have experience, you know, it's, there's been this women's revolution in recent years, Pinky. I don't know if you've heard about this, right? And like, from your perspective to be part of that community and the other community, how have you seen the kind of business grow? I mean, do you feel more accepted? Do you feel like you get more opportunities or, or how do you think that the industry has kind of grown around you guys? Um, I feel like the Divas division has definitely grown in the independent world, but also now I've been doing it for 10 years and now we actually have a bunch of Divas that are fully trained, micro Divas that are fully trained and we've never had that opportunity. And to be one of the main ones that has started the micro Divas division growing, it's it's an honor. It's an amazing feeling to see all these new girls coming in and actually showing everybody what we can actually do. Yeah. And, and psycho for you, I mean, how do you feel like the industry has grown? I mean, are you getting more opportunities? Do you feel like you're, you know, getting treated differently as time goes by or no? Yeah. Uh, when I originally started in the wrestling, I did a few independent scenes and I was just a run in or a manager. And now with micro wrestling, I mean, I'm actually one of the main stars. And like you guys said best, I mean, you forget that you're watching micro wrestling and you're watching wrestling. And that's it's really opened up the last couple of years. I think that's uh, that definitely comes through. And I think one of the interesting pieces of the show is you guys in the course of the show are building up to to micro fest. I'm not sure where we are in terms of actual timeline. Have you guys had other big exposure events and what is it like working mm -hmm. in front of larger crowds does that alter what you guys are doing um the crowd size definitely matters in a way but at the same time it doesn't matter because you can have a small crowd and they be loud and rowdy or you can have a big crowd and they can be quiet so it very depends on what the uh fan base is but the bigger crowds definitely make it louder and more fun to be at because there's just more people and they're more energetic. And, and I you feel also... having Microfest now, you know, puts a lot more pressure on our plate as before we didn't have something we were working toward. We just wrestled every day. So every show was the same. So I wasn't um, necessarily putting myself or other wrestlers pushing them higher and better. And now with Microfest, people were telling people it's going to be the best or the biggest they've seen. So yet, and so we have to put on the best that we, I mean, we have to like do our best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you guys are playing to not just fans in the live audience, but you're playing to fans at homes now too on television, right? Now you haven't seen episode two yet, uh, but it is a, a roller coaster ride emotionally. How uh, difficult or weird was it for you to just have cameras around all the time, documenting your life, getting into these very personal situations that you both find yourselves in? I mean, it was definitely weird having someone around you all the time while you're cooking breakfast 
and you're wondering if that cameraman knows that you're probably doing it wrong. And so it definitely puts on more pressure of your everyday life. But as the weeks go on, in a way, they the cameramen don't know, most of the time aren't talking to you. So they actually kind of fade into the background and you kind of get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Um, now I brought up earlier but that we're going to talk later about this anecdote from Warner Brothers Discovery about AEW. Now, of course, you guys share like kind of the same universe as AEW because Discovery is part of Warner. They're on TNT TBS. Uh, I'm sure it's crossed your mind that, man, that would be some really cool cross promotion. Um, would you, what do you guys think about possibly uh, doing something with all elite wrestling, which, which does not currently feature any little people? I think that would be awesome. If we did something with AEW, whether it's on our big events where we just have a couple of their guys or whatever, but it would definitely, I would definitely like to see it. What about you? I would love to make it there, even though I feel great here at Micro Wrestling, but I'd really love to see Pinky go there because, like you guys said, she comes from wrestling royalty, and her dad was in WWF. So I think for her to get on that stage would be a really accomplishment for her, and I think it would really bring her closure. You married correctly, Pinky, by the way. That is a damn good answer right there. I, I, I'm... Uh. That my wife, I'm gonna tell her this later, and she's gonna also be a big fan of yours after this. Um, if you guys so, had the, ch I'm sorry, go ahead, Robert. Yeah, no, you go ahead. No, well, I was gonna say, Nick, well, you had a question all teed up. I'm not if, if, if there, well, I just was okay. So let's say Pinky goes to Is there a particular opponent or somebody that you'd like to work with if you were to get the chance to to be an AEW? AEW. I don't know. You've never been asked that question, have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing, there's some big names over there, right? You got Britt Baker, you got Athena, you know, rumors of Mercedes Monet in the wings. I just, I didn't know if there was anyone out there that you just really love to get a chance to share the ring with. You guys caught her off guard. Oh, you don't wow. even know what to say. I, 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 know. Know. I, was like, I thought this was I, the I, softest I will give softball. Her, I forget. No, I will sorry. give Pinky a chance to, to think this through. So I have a question for you. Because one of the things that stands out is you really have a, a well-defined gimmick when you're out there. You have the, the 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 contact lens and you are very much a character. Who is it that you watched in wrestling growing up that, that you're emulating that you thought, boy, this is somebody that I really want to model my in-ring performance on? My three wrestling heroes growing up that I watched was uh, Jeff Hardy and then um, – Oh, man, my mind just went blank. I can't think of his name right now. Why am I going blank on him? Oh, my God. So Jeff Hardy, Undertaker, and then he went by the one, two, three kid. But I Oh, Sean Waltman. Yeah, X-Pac. X-Pac. I don't know why I went blank there. But X-Pac, uh, Jeff Hardy, and then uh, Undertaker. Those are the three I kind of modeled after. I can see that from your shirt. It's got a vibe. <laughs> It's got a vibe of all of those wrestlers put together right there. Yeah, it does. It makes sense for, for Xbox Sean Waltman because he was not the, the tallest guy out there, but you forgot very quickly about his size because of his skill in the ring. So exactly. I think that, that makes a ton of sense. I, I do have one question to shift gears just for a moment. You guys are our parents. Uh, Pinky, is. Uh, do you think that you're going to have the uh, a third-generation wrestler in the family? I hope I do have a third generation in the family, 
But at the same time, if she doesn't want to do it, I'm not going to force her to do it. But she is showing, like, she wants to get in the ring already. Like, she goes in the, during intermissions and will run out and go in the ring during intermission. And I'm like, no, Aubrey, you can't be doing that. Like, so I have a feeling she's going to. And I I have to talk to Cody Hawk, actually, about possibly I want him to start training her. Um, obviously, not now. but in the next few years coming working on some stuff with her i think she would like it but i'm at the same time i'm not going to force her but she does love to be in that ring like she was saying our daughter gets in that ring anytime we're there and there's not a show and every time she does come to a show she's just out there watching it it's she enjoys it she's during when we all get called out she's slapping all of our hands she gets mad if one of the guys doesn't slap her hand so she, she loves that. it yeah. I remember working with Dominic Mysterio when he was a little boy and he was soaking it up. And now you see what a massive star he is. So I think growing up around the business, it's something great to expose him to and hopefully gives you a little break from having to watch Bluey nonstop. Yes. You're exactly thank right. You. Yes. I'm so over Bluey. <laughs> no, Bluey is the, of all the kids programming to watch, there's a lot of bad stuff you can be yeah, subjected to. It is. Bluey is I probably the Bluey. highest of the art forms that there are for kids programming. You are correct. You are correct. And it's somewhat entertaining for the kids. You guys, the as the only non-adult, as the only non-parent in this, I feel completely lost in this conversation. This is this is my dog daughter down here, right there, <laughs> Willow, and her little dog sitting next to me. Um, she doesn't watch Bluey. She doesn't really watch anything, to be honest. Um, <laughs> well, talking about parents and Pinky, you know, you talk, we say third generation because, like, was just brought up earlier, you know, your father was in the WWF, I believe, or WWF. Um can you talk a little bit about your dad and kind of what you learned from him? Like any advice he may have given you as you kind of got into the wrestling business? Actually, he isn't in my life. Um, we haven't talked in like 10 plus years. That's so right. he's never seen me wrestle. Um, but as a kid, I do remember always going to the shows as when I was really little. Um, I would ring the bell, and then as I got older, I would manage my dad, and I'd walk him to the ring and stuff like that. So I did get, like, the locker room experience. I got the behind the scenes and all the action going on in the ring. I did get to see that, but I never fully got any advice from him. I got you. All right. So it looks like it, there was a there was a, a still not to spoil anything from episode two. There was a still image of your your father, and it looked like he was doing something with Jerry Lawler. Uh, when he was there. And I think Lawler for, for years in WWF had engaged with little people and, and not putting it in a very flattering light. Uh, I'm curious how you've seen the evolution of how little people are being presented across the board in wrestling. Um, going from being back then when wrestler, uh, little people wrestlers were with the average, they were a lot of them were being used as like extra props or, managers or whatnot and now we're actually able to showcase what we're actually able to do mm -hmm. yeah um i have a question here from our comment section by the way this comes from talking twins mlb podcast i'm gonna put it up and take it away because it covered your faces uh as psycho and pinky gain more exposure through big little brawlers are you guys getting more opportunities as a direct result and are you able to travel to canada in case companies up north are interested in booking you we are under contract with micro wrestling so if they wanted us to travel to canada they would have to book us through micro wrestling but we are able to travel 
We've tried, we've wrestled in London, England, Germany, Germany, Mexico, Mexico. And uh, with the start of the show, I mean, we it literally just kicked off. So I don't feel like I've gotten like within the last 24 hours, that much more exposure where people are contacting me. People might know who I am now, but I haven't felt the effects of it yet. So you guys are under full-time contracts with just micro wrestling federation. Is that- yeah. Wow. We're under full-time contract. We do about 200 to 250 shows um, a year. The wow. whole company does about 500 shows a year. Wow. That's, that's a great opportunity. Yeah. That's the, so the- great. You know? Yeah. We like, wrestle and, about five or six times a week. You know, and you talk to a lot of wrestlers and they're not always thrilled that they're under lo- these full-time deals with the companies that they're with. It's really just nice to talk to some wrestlers who are happy with the the way you guys are getting treated, it sounds like, by the company, yeah? Yeah, for sure. Um, this company definitely has um, grown my family, ha- let my family grow as a whole and better our lives and better my daughter's life to make sure she has the best life possible. But why we're still able to do what we want to do, which is wrestle. So the, this company is probably one of the best companies that supports its actual employees. Here I have a word, a word or a saying, at Micro, the Micros run Microtown. Even though the owner is an average type dude, it's really all us Micros that are making the shots and the calls. Yeah, cool. Well, okay. I know something Ivar mentioned uh, is that, Everybody pitches in and does everything soup to nuts. You guys are setting up the ring, setting up the chairs, learning how to do merchandise and, and all of that. I think, have you found that to be an invaluable experience? Definitely. It shows us how to run a business. Yeah. So even if we were to leave micro wrestling, you know, we still have all this experience on how to run a complete business from the doors to the customers, to the concessions, to the marketing, to even me and Pinky are, now I'm um, going to the fair conventions and advertising our show for the fair conventions. That's awesome, guys. Well, uh, again, it's uh, Tuesday nights, 10 nights central on Discovery Channel. It's well worth your time to watch. It is not just about the action. It's about the people as well. And just seeing you guys get lifted up. And again, it, it you know, there's drama, right? There's some tough situations. But in general, I find myself walking away from your show feeling a lot better. I really think you guys are just fantastic people and i'm just so happy to see you finding happiness right now in so many ways uh is there anything you guys want to say uh to the fans out there that are listening or watching right now about why you think they should check out this show it'll give you a different perspective on little people it definitely will it will open your eyes on to see that we can do just as we can do anything that anybody else can do in this world amen all right guys thank you so much for coming on today and again everybody check out Big Little Brawlers, 10, 9 Central, Tuesday nights on Discovery. Take care, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you.